0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR. Helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best selling book, The Power of PR. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're gonna to be talking all things networking and marketing and, you know, starting off because not everybody's already in business. Some people are thinking about having a business or maybe they're only a year into their business and they're not doing quite as well as they want to. So I've brought an expert in to help you today. I've got Lucy Rennie. Lucy helps small business owners to build and grow a business that they love and that makes an impact, which is really important to her. So welcome to the show, Lucy. Lucy.
1: Thanks, Lisa. It's great to be here.
0: Let's start off with how you got into this because you kind of went the corporate route, like many of us do, before you got into entrepreneurship. So, what were you doing in corporate that led you to this?
1: Yeah. So, um, my story all started kind of way back when, oh gosh, 20, 25 years ago now, um, when I was doing French at university, business at university, and had really no idea what I wanted to do I just knew that I love business I'd always worked since the age of maybe 12 13 when I started washing pots in the local pub and then the Chinese restaurant and then the chemist after school and school holidays I was just I think I've always been a workaholic really since I was <laughs> kind of young but I just love getting under the skin of the business um and then I've always loved people and I've always loved communication so that's why for me learning French and doing international business was really important because I just love learning about cultures and people and getting to know how people tick and what makes them work and you know all those good things Um, and I started really I, my career I suppose in France. Um, I had to do a year in France for my degree and just loved it, loved it over there and decided that's where I wanted to stay, that's where I wanted to build my base and in the beginning it was kind of oh god I don't really know what I'm going to do so I started working for a company that helped big companies to communicate and to understand cultural differences in the workplace so for example the first client I was working with was actually Airbus and I know you'll you'll appreciate this Lisa because I was actually there at the time when they were starting to build the A380 yeah and I don't know whether people know this but actually the, the the aeroplane is built around europe so there's like the wings are built in england the fuselage is built in germany and there's a bit built in france a bit in spain and then they bring it all together to kind of that's basically crazy. build it's the puzzle like and put it together. <laughs> yeah exactly and it's kind of this big european project that they want to you know that's what the idea was the problem was that actually because they were doing different parts in different countries then Culturally, and the way people work was completely different. So I was working in France in saint which was the, the, the part of Airbus that made the fuselage. And I shouldn't really say this, but everybody was running late, every country was running late in their part of the project right at the very beginning, but nobody kind of wanted to put the hand up to say, Oh, we're running like we're the first ones to do this. So it just kept going on and on and on. So yeah, that was where my first passion came for kind of big business, corporate, and really, I was helping them to. So the French guys were getting frustrated with the way that, for example, the English would fly in, come in. They wanted to get down to business. They had a day and they had maybe five hours for a meeting to solve all the problems they needed to do. And then the French would would like to stop at 12 o'clock. They stop and would like to have (laughs) a a little break. meal when they talk. That's it. And they'd have a two hour discussion. So there were all these things that we just take for granted in the way we work. But actually, culturally, it's different. And I think that's where my passion for people started was kind of understanding and recognizing that we're all different. And actually, we have to adapt to those, to our audiences and to our clients and the way that we work with people.
0: And what made you leave then?
1: I was actually headhunted by the the steel company, which is called ArcelorMittal. And it was actually one of the the guys who was the, he was actually the CEO of France at the time. I'd met him um, at a different meeting with Airbus and he said, come and work for me, come and be my PA and help me to kind of grow the business and I think it was also because at the time he had to do everything in English and he couldn't speak a word of it so <laughs> he kind of knew that if he could get me on this, <laughs> because at the time I spoke I, yeah I still do today but I speak fluent French so I was able to work with him and help him to basically do his job but in English across the different countries so yeah because ArcelorMittal is basically the European it was the European steel industry so again it was a mixture of different countries all coming together under one big sort of corporate roof.
0: So it was all about um, communication again.
1: Absolutely. It was how, do, you know, these different teams in different countries, different ways of working, different languages, different people, different histories, different cultures, all coming together for the same objective, which was to, you know, to, to create and to to build a, a brilliant steel business.
0: So you started in that and then at some point you said, actually, I'm going to go off on my own. Like that's, You had some really good jobs. So what made you decide to do that?
1: So, fast forward um, 15 years, and I, at the time, my final job, as because I worked my way up into the, the ranks of the organization, at the end of it, I was head of communications then for basically the worldwide group. So, I was looking after 350, 360 different steel sites all around the world, which was basically like working with small business owners. So each business, each site had its own leadership team. It had its own people, its own marketing strategy, its own objectives. And I was working with them to help them to do that, to help them to achieve their goals, to help them really get under the skin of their um, employees, to create engagement, but also to work with their local or target audiences to make sure they were selling the steel in the right way. For me, I think that's where I, I really understood that, was where my passion is so then in 2009 I moved back to the UK but kept my job in Luxembourg so for the next five years I actually commuted every morning on um, a KLM flight at six o'clock in the morning from Manchester airport and yeah I was because basically I spent five years just being in a steel centre around the world or a Hilton hotel and that was what I was doing I was working with the teams I was helping them with the strategy I was Basically helping them to to get to where they wanted to be to achieve their goals, and so I loved it. It was brilliant. It was it was a proper jet set life. But again, you know, people kind of I suppose from the outside looking in looks really glamorous. But you, I mean, it, traveling every week, traveling yeah. um, all the time, it does get a bit tedious and and kind of that club sandwich. And that's <laughs> the same in whichever country in a Hilton hotel. Yeah. Um, you know, so. But basically what happened was in 2014, I um, got pregnant and I had a little girl, Elia, and that was my pivotal moment. Really, it made me realize that actually, even though I loved what I did, loved my job, I also really wanted to be a mum. I also knew that I couldn't really keep up that that way of life and be there for my family, for my husband, for my stepson, Joshie, for, you know, just to be there. So I was back in Whaley Bridge, which is where I started sort of 25, 30 years ago with a new family and was kind of thinking, Oh, what do I do now? You know, how, what, have no I don't know anybody here I haven't lived here for sort of you know a long time especially in business all my contacts were around the world it was you know I had an international network I didn't have a network in the peak district or, or, or in the high peak and so it took a while for me to kind of think about well what is it that I really love and that's when I think it's really important to do that, is to really tap into what it is that makes you tick. My clients always hear me talk about tummy flip moments and kind of, you know, those moments when you kind of get you you, excited. Yeah, exactly. When you're buzzing and you think, oh my God, this is just, this is it. And for me, that was about working with people, helping them to achieve their goals. Really kind of, I'm really good at seeing the bigger picture of kind of joining those dots and understanding, you know, where people need to go or what, how they can you know how they can grow the business and so I decided that I could take the experience that I had from this 15 years working in corporate in the in my past life which was yes it was one big business but it was just like working with small business owners and I thought if I can take that experience I could do that so take that business model and apply it to small business owners um in the UK and in the local area I also realized that in in the market, it was either kind of PR or it was real marketing kind of, you know, digital marketing, that kind of thing. There was no, nobody really helping them to, to create strategy, to think about the holistic approach, to think about how you communicate and how you can kind of look at the bigger picture. And so that's what I did. I set off, I decided in 2015, I made a logo, I made a quick website. You did it all yourself. Everyone always does it (laughs) themselves. But You had landed in this place, not knowing
0: anyone. I mean, there's plenty of people that say, I'm going to start a business, but actually they don't have any audience. They don't have any clients. And you you didn't even have a network because you'd only just moved from France. So
1: what did you do? Good question. So I had to start somewhere. So I kind of just researched, really. I just thought, right, I just need to get out there. I need to go and find some people i need to get myself known i need to get visible i need to make some connections and the first the first ever meeting i did was i went to the local women's networking um, in the local cricket club and I, I just went and at the time I was still breastfeeding Elia so my mum came with me she sat in the car <laughs> in the car park with Elia I got I remember I was so scared because I've not been out for a year I you know hadn't done anything like this hadn't even worn high heels or anything <laughs> for, for so long and I remember getting in the lift going up to this meeting room and just looking at myself and I put my suit on and I was all kind of ready to go and I realized I had baby sick and milk all down and <laughs> we've all been there we've all been there (laughs) but I think it was it was just it was such a joy to get out and to see people and I think that's that's the thing that for me is really important about business is it is all about people and as soon as I got in that room and as soon as I was able to start talking about what I did and who I was and my story and how I wanted to help The reaction was just amazing. It was just, you know, people were buying into it to what it was, and people go, "Oh my goodness, yeah, I can get that. I can see how you can help." Or, and and yeah. So from then, really, that's what I was doing. I was literally showing up every day, different networking. I mean, literally every week, I was going, getting out there, going to a face-to-face networking. Which for me, I'm not going to lie, small talk isn't my favorite topic, (laughs) but meeting people and understanding about them is. So yeah, I, I I got a and this is what I teach with my, my clients today is that I literally at that time, I grabbed a big piece of A3 paper and I literally put me in the middle of it and then I just kind of made a big mind map of all the people that I knew. It wasn't professional network because I didn't have that. They were they were abroad. They were in France. They were, you know, elsewhere. This was about people I knew. So my parents, my friends, people, mums, other mums from the baby group. People get was- that
0: and people don't do this, do they? And this yeah. is the thing, like people always say, well, I don't know anyone to sell to. They always know someone. They've just not thought about yeah. them in that way. So, you know, this the idea that you help people with to like put a mind map out and go, right, who do I actually know? Because when you start thinking about it, you actually know quite a lot of people and they know quite a lot of people who know quite a lot of people. And so you do have a network, even if it's not
1: a business one. Yeah, I, th- I think it's 100% that because I think what we forget is that again people do business with people and it all comes down to trust so whenever you always hear business owners saying oh we've got to kind of grow that know like and trust and they always seem to be going about it the hard way where they're going for that kind of cold reach where they don't know anybody they're starting from scratch and they're thinking oh I've got to get all these touch points in place and they're completely disregarding all those people who already know like and trust them which are their friends their family the people sort of right under their nose and for me that's the biggest mistake that that we can make we need to tap into those people because they're the people who love us they're the people who want us to do well and who will shout about us from the rooftops without us having to really do much about it they just need to know what we're doing how we need them to help us and and you know kind of what they need to do to be able to refer you in and And you've grown a big business by doing that yeah yeah I, I literally I you know I've grown a six figure business just through my own network through people through referrals through getting recommendations through word of mouth basically word of mouth marketing which for me is is the is the truest form of marketing because it it means you're doing something right if people are referring you if people are recommending you it, and then that's that's the best yeah. way to do it I it. think
0: it gets lost a bit these days because we're all online And, you know, we are building audiences online. And I think sometimes while we're building those audiences, whether it's for a passive income product or something else, we forget that we can still sell while we're waiting. There are are still ways to find people to sell to. And this referral system, word of mouth, is getting lost because people are working on their own so much that they're just seeing an online network, an online audience, and that's all
1: yeah I mean definitely online the online space is an exciting space to be but we've not got to forget that you know actually running a business means we've got to sell something we've actually got to, to to do business and the more the more we can do that the more that we can get customers who are really happy with us the more we can look after them and nurture them the more that actually you know that's going to create the ripple effect because they'll talk about us more people will see that we're doing business we've got case studies to talk about we've got examples to refer back to and we're, we're making our business we're showing that it works and that we actually know what we're doing which then helps with that online space because you know we, we, we're proof that it works so yeah, yeah and we
0: can make money in the meantime which you know a business isn't a business unless it's making money and yet so many people yeah. wait to make money and don't offer things straight away. What do you see that like, you help all of these small businesses with their marketing with their communications and with relationships which you think is is one of the most important things I know and with that, what do you see when people are starting in the first year or so? What do you think are the biggest mistakes people make?
1: There's a couple of things. I think when people start out very often, they have this idea that everything has to be perfect, that they have to have this shiny logo, this shiny concept, this great, you know, and it's kind of this brand and it's it's a big thing. And actually, for me, it's the complete opposite we need to be doing. If we when we start, we need to actually be really true. We need to be honest. We need to show our face. We need to say, look, hey, I'm just starting out. This is what I'm doing. I'd really like to, to try or I want to help, you know, and, and, and be real about it. Um, it. I think people are afraid to show their face and. We think, oh, you know, because they don't want to look maybe smaller than they want to be, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: like it's when people write we on their websites when yes. "I" <laughs> and things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's... it. it, it, it yeah it's counterintuitive because if you think about how we are as consumers the first thing we want to do if we want to you know engage with someone and trust them to, enough to buy from them we need to know who they are yeah. we need to know their story we need to get to know them we need to engage with them so that's probably the biggest mistake i see people doing is not showing the face and, and being real and telling their story these days and then with personal secondly- brand, you have to don't you because like with
0: a personal brand it's about people knowing you you can't hide behind a brand anymore it's changed so much
1: yeah and I think especially now as we're coming out of the pandemic and we're seeing you know a big shift in the way in behaviors in the way that people are looking either to work for brands or to buy from brands the whole the whole way we do that has shifted when it's it's now people are making decisions based on the impact that you're making about the values that you have as a business that the you know there's societal impact that you're 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 doing and and what you care about so even more so with you know it's a real opportunity i think for us to really show up to really be that face to your brand and really kind of yeah be 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 the one who's standing for this, standing up for this or be the one who cares about this or be the one that feels really strongly about this, because that's why how people will will come to you. That's how you're going to attract your kind of people, which is ultimately what we want to do as a business owner. Absolutely. It is
0: so much information in one small piece of time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mindful of your time. If people want to find out more about how to market their small business and how to get going in, in their marketing and in their communications, maybe they're sitting there thinking, well, I really want to start and I really want to learn how to network properly and how to find out how I can do referral systems. Where's the best place for them to find you?
1: Um, so you can find me on social. So on Instagram, it's I am Lucy Rennie and Facebook's the same. I'm also on LinkedIn. My Website is I am and I'll soon be launching my podcast for this for the love of small business, which you'll we'll be able to find at the end of July. So yeah.
0: I'm excited about the podcast. It's gonna be so good to just hear you uh, like interviewing people who are in small businesses who are in those first few years. Because we often hear about people in the multi-seven, eight, nine-figure world. But actually, I think sometimes we can learn a lot from people who have just been through, you know, their first six figures or, or even less than that. So I'm excited to hear that. Thank you for being here. It's been really good to chat to you about all things business. Thank you everybody else for listening and I hope you have an amazing day, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you would like to get your hands on my brand new book that's coming soon, then you can pre-order now and get lots of juicy bonuses. All you need to do is go to makemoneyonlinebook.co.